Hello and welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. I'm your host, Adam Lyons, and today I'm with my good friend, Alex Mosca. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. Good, same. Um, so I haven't, well, I mean, we've known each other for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years. That is a ridiculous amount of time to know somebody, um, especially in the internet game. Um, we live in the same town and don't really hang out enough, which is why I was like, we've got to get Alex on the show. Uh, but Alex, you got a, a very cool uh, thing you're going to be talking about today, which is to bring an extra seven figures from a live event. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? Like, how are you doing that? How is that a thing? Yeah, so... With that seven figures, it can be broken up in many different ways. So there's different types of events and there's different size of events. And so when I work with clients, they can either, if they want to do a big industry changing event, like in our industry, like a funnel hacking live or two, three, four, 500,000 people that's disrupting the industry. That's one way, make seven figures in a weekend. But I find a lot of seven figure entrepreneurs can add that doubling of their business from doing smaller workshops with 20, 30, 40, 50 people where they're doing them once a quarter, they're doing them twice a year even. And so it's just a great way to be able to build deeper connection with their clients, to attract in a different type of client who maybe isn't ready for their $5,000 a month service, but would love to come to a workshop to learn more about what they do. Uh, and it's it's a great way to sell them into their services, sell additional services, and to also build the brand, get on stages, all the things. So to, to be clear, I'm very biased. I'm very biased on events. I'm all in on them and have been for the past 14 years. So um, I love events too. And I think that going all in on events right now, especially in a world of AI deep fakes, is so important. Um, if you know, I, you don't have to uh, be living under a rock even, and you can still um, you know see all this stuff going on. Like even if you're not on the internet, you know that AI is a thing. Deep fakes are a thing. The amount of videos I've seen come out recently that are clearly false, um, where it's like you know people are doing it as pranks, but there are also legitimate business owners who are using AI to create videos, having other people write their content uh, for them. And to show a hazard of this that I haven't seen happen with AI yet, but it's only a matter of time before it happens. Do you remember um, the controversy with Jay Shetty? Yeah. And yeah. so Jay Shetty outsourced his content and accidentally played, or accidentally, his team plagiarized somebody, um, but he had no idea of it because he just outsourced 90% of his content, which is a smart business thing to do, but also caused a massive backlash and pretty much killed a large, uh, you know, a large amount of his following. It is only a matter of time before somebody is outsourcing deep fake AI videos of themselves to someone who doesn't do their research and has somebody say the wrong thing and it all falls apart. At a live event, there's no question, you're you, the people are there, and I think in a world where everyone gets this digital communication, being in the real thing is worth something. Um, and so is that something, were you impacted by COVID? Um, have you seen a rise since COVID? Like what are the pitfalls or potential benefits of a live event nowadays? So with how fast AI is going right now, we have to embrace it. Like if you're not, haven't already embraced it right now, 
that you're going to be left behind. And we have been in an economy that's focused on attention, the attention economy. I think we're going to switch a little bit over to an economy that's based on loyalty, which is like attention, but it's attention over time. So with all the reels, with AI, being able to leverage that to capture attention, but also there's a thousand different options now for coaches, for agencies, for you can find almost anything online and from AI's ability to create content on a massive level and to be able to pull things in and it's going to continue to learn, great content isn't going to be that rare anymore. The ability to bring people together in person and for them to be able to choose to come into an event to one, just to have the physical exchange of like energy, you can tell like, okay, is this in resonance or not? Yeah. So with live events, I find that the value of connection is also something that we learned during COVID where we, we I think we knew the value of being in the right different communities, be, having connection live in person, but we didn't really get that till we, what they called it social distancing, right? Like, and so now I think, especially in 2024 and beyond, the value of the right people in the room, the value of the connection with other people, seeing their ideas, seeing what they're doing, having proof and evidence of what, how people are living, I think it's going to be the biggest form of currency for entrepreneurs in 2024. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I think, you know, community is going to be the strongest thing. If you build a community of people that like hanging out with you, want to be with you and want to purchase from you, that is the only safeguard that they're potentially is um, as we move forward. Um, so you mentioned doing events twice a year, um, you know, uh, every quarter. What is the price point for an event like this? So it's all going to really depend on what the vision is. And so when I'm helping entrepreneurs, I believe that the business should be the vehicle to fill, fuel their life, where most entrepreneurs, they're having their life kind of work around their business. So when someone's clear on what they want their life to look like, and then with their business, I look at how does how are events the vehicle and engine to help them get there faster and more effectively. So an example that I give is it's kind of like a if you're optimizing your health and you want to be able to uh, decrease inflammation, you want to burn calories, you want to increase your sleep, all these things. And you can do supplements, you can do IV therapy, you can do all these different things, or which I know you and Eve love, as I do, you can hop in a cold punch for three minutes. It's usually not the first thing people think of, or they have so much resistance to it. And it checks all of those boxes. Whereas with an event, it does all those things too, where it, it's really building your brand. It's attracting the right people who are committed, who are willing to take the time to come spend time with you in person, who also want to learn. And the rate at what people invest in at events are much, much higher than if they come from an ad to a webinar, to a sales call, or whatever the funnel looks like. Dude, I, I love that. I do have to set the record straight. Only Eve does cold plunges. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I have to tell the truth. I um, I do the exact opposite of a cold plunge, and I jump in the hot tub and watch her in the cold plunge. Um, but uh, you're not wrong. I just uh, I just don't like being cold. That's why I left England. Just to actually answer your question, though. So how many events, how much revenue, all those things, it has to be the vision has to be clear first, then that informs how much you charge. So if you want to do an event with 20 to 30 people and charge a thousand, two thousand dollars for it, that's you're going to make revenue on the front end. And then if your offers are in the 10, 15, 20, 50 thousand dollar plus price range, then you want to be able to do a math. And so the math is important. I'm half Asian, so my math thing works like half the time. But being able to know what that looks like and say if you're selling a twenty five thousand dollar service, then the price point of 
who you're getting into the event, I use pricing as a filtration system for the quality of client you want to attract in. Okay. So that's going to come down to whether if you're going to do it at a higher price points, less people, or bigger events, 100 people, with where the price point and the barrier for entry is lower. But again, that's also going to inform the quality of person there who's more likely fit to buy your higher end service or not. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, a, a method that I was ex uh, taught by uh, Perry Belcher, who's a, who's a buddy of mine, um, he recommended doing a, um, a three-day online event that's free, upselling to a $500 event that you run once a quarter, that you upsell to a $5,000 one-week workshop, the upsells to a $30,000 a year mastermind or a downsell to a $300 a year community online mastermind. Um, what do you think about that, those pricing? Is that something you would agree with or would you alter any of those? From my lens, I like to keep it simple. So if the main outcome, if the main core offer is like a $2,000 a month offer, I look at what's the simplest and easy way to get the right person to buy that thing. And so, so take that example. So if someone is going to spend $2,000 a month, uh, it is that type of person going to come to the online workshop and then do they want to come to the in-person thing and then do they want to jump through all these hoops just to buy the thing that's going to get them the result. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with, with how successful the events are, getting people to show up and also getting them to invest in what the higher level services as well. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you would rather just go straight to the, the $2,000 a month thing for a for an event that they could come to a quarter or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's got to be geared towards what the outcome is. So if the outcome is to fill what the core offer is, then the strategy should be designed to fill that. Yep. If there's multiple outcomes where, and then you can have sub-outcomes with events. That's why I love them. It's like the cold plunge. You're checking many boxes here. So you can optimize for the higher level offer and then those who aren't a fit because you're going to convert some of the room, but not everyone. Mm -hmm. So what is the other thing? So a membership a membership is like a great downsell for that offer. So I agree with the strategy and everything that he's laid out. It just has to fit for the person. And I think that's what the biggest challenge is just in the online marketing world and the event world is we're trying to model success and we're trying to look at what are these other people doing who are making millions of dollars when we don't have the context for why are they doing that strategy? All sure. we see is the front facing. We don't see the back facing or what's the underlying mechanism for why they're doing it. And so that has to be considered when you're considering doing an event. Dude, I, I love this. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, so um, let's just say somebody today is like, you know what, you've sold me. I want to start doing events. Um, I want to make seven figures. What's the roadmap? Like, how do they get there? So take like, so I've spent most of the 14 years serving coaches, experts, thought leaders, speakers, authors. And I want to give an example that isn't that. So I'll talk about if you have a marketing agency. I think this is a great example for a lot of agencies haven't considered doing an event. So if you're working with high level clients and if you have a seven figure agency, one of the best things you can do is to bring them together in person to be able to meet each other. So there's, there's so much value in the community. There's partnership opportunities there. There's opportunities for you to be able to sell them more of your services or different services. So I want to first enroll them in the idea that of why they should do it. Mm -hmm. And then the simple thing is if you have a great client roster list of reaching out to your clients saying, hey, these are my other clients I'm considering doing a mastermind, a workshop, whatever that's focused on XYZ thing, would you be interested in coming? So you can test it first and then you get the engagement. And once you have evidence that your clients would want to come and do this, then that's a great way to know and a great first step of like, okay, I have the, the actual interest, people who would want to come to that. So I like to keep it really simple first by just like, and this is manual, it's not with AI, or maybe it could be with AI, but it's just personal reach out, leveraging human connection. And the 
actual exclusivity if you have great clients of saying, hey, it's invite only, it's for my clients, these are my clients who I'm considering coming, I'm considering doing this, we're gonna work on these things, or would you be interested? So something as simple like that is just such a great first step. Mm -hmm. And then we can say, okay, do we charge, do we not? And that goes into, you know, what's the outcome? Dude, yeah, I, I freaking love this. So um, so obviously you've been doing events the last 14 years. What do your events look like nowadays? Like what do you, what kind of events do you do now? Yeah, so I teach three different types of events. So there's a, a training event. So I have a brand that's called um, World Class Events. And World Class Events is to help entrepreneurs lead events that transform lives and create an extra seven figures of revenue in their business. So that's a training style event that teaches them uh, what the blueprint and format is for events. So it lays out what the options are for the types of events that they can do, the style of events, uh, how, the size of them, small, medium, large, the pros, the cons. And then really they walk away with a blueprint of what's the first event should they do? What makes the most sense, the easiest lift, the highest profit? Because if you haven't done an event before, it doesn't usually make sense to go to a bigger 100, 200 person event where the expenses are a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So doing a workshop, I that I call that small events, big profits, yeah. where, where you can do a workshop with 30 people, walk away with multiple six figures in a weekend. That's usually where people start. So my world-class events training is all around that. And then the second style of event is uh, focused on the, the just actual people who are there, the network, the value of, of the, so even what I just shared around the agency owner, that isn't necessarily going to be training focused. It can have that element, but it's going to be focused on the people that are there. Okay. So whether you are, um, looking for JV partners or stages or, uh, or just looking to build your network or just add more value. Like that's a great one for that. And then the last one that I teach that I have is called the abundance amplifier. And that's the world's first music festival mastermind. So it's kind of like if a high level mastermind, a biohacking retreat and a music festival had a baby. Nice. So that's really focused on creating a different industry. It's, it's taking the best of what I've learned from business masterminds, all the personal development, transformational stuff that I've done and music festivals and bringing it all together to help the seven figure entrepreneur to have abundance, not just in their business, but in every area of their life. Dude, I, I, I love that. And actually that um, brings to mind something that uh, Alex Hormozzi once said, which is you are your niche. So many people go on a mission to work out like, what is my niche? What makes me unique? Um, and the reality is what makes you unique is you. There's only one of you. And chances are you, as you are, appeal to a certain type of person and that's your niche. So it's a lot easier rather than saying, I'm going to sell to coaches or I'm going to sell to experts. It's a lot easier to say, look, if you are, like I use myself, for example, if you are a nerd, if you're into human psychology and you like business, um, I'm your guy. And, and this is what I've learned and this is what I do. And so I love that because your event is, is, is realistically a perfect example of that. Yeah, let me just speak to that real quick. Because yeah. when you start out, yes, niche down, like clear client, clear problem, clear outcome, yes. I see the biggest challenge that most entrepreneurs make is when they evolve, they don't evolve the ideal client. They don't evolve mm -hmm. that part where they do become the niche, but they don't start out there. And what got them to seven figures by doing the one thing to the one person is what's stopping them from getting to the next level because it's not aligned to who they are. They've evolved, but the message, the ideal client, their niche should be them now, but they're still doing the thing that got them to where they are. Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah, no, that's so key and so true. All right, so um, so somebody says, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna work out one of these events, this is what I'm gonna do, this is how I'm gonna get started. Um, do they need to have an audience already to get it going or is it possible to bootstrap it from zero? Can you clarify what do you mean by have an audience? So let's just say, for example, I'm thinking about a very specific. I've got a buddy of mine. He is a, uh, a therapist mm -hmm. and uh, he has a, a very 
small clientele, probably like 10 clients, uh, enough that he can get by, but he definitely wants to grow. Um, he's on a mission right now to build out his website. Doug, if you're watching, this is for you. Um, if he said, you know what, I want to run an event, what would be his his roadmap? Like, what should he do to get started? So someone like Doug, so a therapist, a chiropractor can, and if it's 10 clients that they have, it's bringing them together to an event that's probably going to be training focused. So it'll be around like psychology or trauma or something like that. Something that's interesting that will also help his clients become better clients. Yep. And then they're coming together in person. They're being able to uh, to learn a new concept for what they're doing. So from that event, he can either sell an additional service to them. So with therapists, I like to work with therapists that also have coaching programs because therapy is limited based upon what the rules and regulations are, which it should be. Yep. And there's also more tools in therapy that most therapists have that can really help them, but they're constrained by the guidelines. So an event would be a great way for him to be able to sell a different service if you wanted to. Got it. I love that. And how should he promote that to them? How should he let them know about the event in the first place? Like just that human connection manual reach out? It's when marketing events, it comes down to how you market anything. So clear promise, clear problem, clear outcome. So if that's dialed in, then I do recommend just reach out just so you're not wasting money on ads. If you can't convert someone with a message or one-on-one, -on -one, you're gonna have a really hard time converting them through writing in this, an ad or creating an, a, an actual YouTube video. Yeah. I use the reach out to inform the messaging that then I can create ads and different marketing assets for. Yeah, I, I like that. And actually, I, I think that method, um, you, you sort of glossed over it there, but it is super important. The idea of talking somebody one-on-one, -on -one, identifying exactly what the right sales pitch is to then say, okay, here is how I've made these sales. Now I'm going to create that ad message. I, I wish more companies did that because it is so powerful. If you can't one-on-one -on -one sell something, then th there's no point making ads for it. Like yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. And if you want to master marketing, being in person with your clientele to get their feedback, to deliver your content, because you get real-time feedback and you can tell, is this landing or, oh shit, it is not landing at all. Yeah. So if you want to optimize your marketing, I also think that's one of the big values of events because you really get the real-time feedback from them as well. And they'll share stuff with you that, that's different and more real, closer to the truth in person than they will in a feedback form online. Yeah, dude, I, I agree 100%. Um, do you have like any specific messaging to reach out to them that you use? Is there any like way that you get that going. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Doug. Yeah. Like Doug, Doug's one of those people, he's a procrastinator and likes a, a clear roadmap. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah, so even with the message, it's, I mean, it's how you would reach out for, for anything if you're, if you're selling a service or to get them on a sales call. And again, like clear problem, clear outcome, a clear promise. So it's, I also like to start with like an acknowledgement that's genuine, like that's an important piece of it. So for him to reach out to a client to acknowledge them, hey, I really appreciated working with you because of your growth so far. When you started, you were here, now you're here and you know, insert what's next. So I'm considering doing a workshop for my clientele that's gonna be focused on X, Y, Z thing. Uh, I thought of you when I was creating it. I'm curious if you'd be interested in attending. This is simple, super simple. Love that. And yeah, you can just send that out to people and anyone's like, you know what, I'm kind of interested, jump on a call and then go from there. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Yeah, and then it's just upselling from there, which is super key. In terms of like mass scale up to hitting that seven figure promise, what changes would have to be done to that system, if anything? So again, it comes back down to the math because I have many clients who just do that and they're selling a two to $5,000 workshop and then a twenty five dollars to $50,000 offer on the back end. 
So with that, if they're putting 20 people in the room at uh, $2,000, I'm going to do math on the fly here. We'll see how good it is. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be 20 people at two grand. That's 40,000 up front. And then if they're selling a $25,000 offer and they're converting half the room, which if you structure the event correctly, if the offer is clear and strong, then in an event of that size, 50% is, is an average rate of what you should convert. So that's going to be 10 people into a $25,000 thing. So that's 250,000 on the back end, 40,000 on the front end. So that's 290,000 dollars from an event and when also to get into the expenses from an event like that you can do a world-class like over-the-top event for 20 people for like 10 to 20 grand if you want to like sure give them everything beyond and private chefs and all that stuff yeah and you do four of those a year that's your million yeah yeah i do i i love that and it, it is so simple when you word it that way it's just again it's like with most of these things people overthink it don't give them permission to themselves permission to do it um one of the hardest things and this is something i've seen um recently is there's a lot of um fear in the market are people going to deliver that which they which they promise is that something you've seen 2023 moving into 2024 and um how do you do you address that if at all I do believe that there is more fear in the marketplace and those who are really good at what they do will rise to the top like no other. So events are also a great way to be to master what your craft is, which I believe is a lost art these days. So many people are focused on the sales and marketing, which are important. I love that side. And to not just get the first sale, but to really increase lifetime customer value, which is one of the biggest values of events to get them to stay in your services for months and years to come, is really looking at how do you be, how do you create an experience for someone that they'll never forget. Yeah. So that's why I also think that what you can do in person is so different than you know with a virtual event, which is great. Like it's still a great strategy, but in person is something there will never be. Nothing will ever be able to replace the value of coming in person to meeting someone who is who is just like you to seeing someone who's in your industry who's doing more but is a normal person and seeing that it's real like just even seeing that yeah. is so valuable especially if you want to get better results for your clients like, I mean I think that's what the biggest currency uh, that's created from events dude I, I love this if people want to learn more about your method and what you do how can they find you they can find me uh, on Facebook Facebook.com/slash/AlexJMoscow perfect yeah dude i love that um so guys let's uh, hear it for alex mosco now if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business then the absolute best place to start is with my smart blueprint ebook over 10,000 people have already gone through the book and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free just visit the smartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.